Kitty. <laughs> it's Dirty Ron McDonald here, representing the greatest country in the entire nation, the United States of America. And Akane Fujita, I know you came here to this great country to do three things. So, take a break from eating your sushi and cutting up whales and surprise attacking people from behind. <laughs> Yeah, you must be on a crazy kamikaze mission. You must be insane. Coming to fight Dirty Ron McDonald on Friday, March the 6th, 2020 at Pure Platinum when Japan attacks this combat. It's a 10,000 thumbtack deathmatch, but you're looking at the biggest prick of them all. Bring your Tai Chi, bring your Kung Fu, bring your subtitles, it doesn't matter. This is America, where we have horrible healthcare because we serve real American mostly processed beef by good guys like me on March 6th, Akane Fujita it's gonna rain all over again again and again because with Tom Brady as my witness, I'm gonna show you brother who's the real American now hit my music I think that's the only way to restart up version 2.0 of today's episode. I didn't think it could get more intense, but obviously. Right? It can. That shit just got even way more in fucking tense. <laughs> I'm really fucking stoked for today's episode. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, we were going and then we lost audio, so we just have to control, alt, delete everything and kind of figure out what the fuck. That's what you get for running Windows 95, folks. First of all, no one has Windows 95. I got Windows 94. 96. 94? Is Did it, they even make one then? No, that's preach fucking. You know what? Just for that, episode 332 is going to start all over right now. You're listening to Pigs Radio, broadcasting live from a secret location in Compton, California. The talk show that makes psychiatrists see other psychiatrists, other psychiatrists, other psychiatrists, other psychiatrists. Pigs Radio, you know what? Third time's the fucking charm. It looks like we're getting thumbs Shut up. Sorry, guys. Yes. Can you guys hear us? Like, ask, ask, let's pull the. Let's I don't know, dude. That shit was fucking. Hear us now? Yeah, I'm getting thumbs up. Uh, apparently, they can All hear right, us now. Here we go. Um, that's just fucking crazy. I don't know what the fuck. It must have been. When that shit got frozen, that shit got fucking muted. I don't know. Yeah, it's a Mario thing. Fuck you, it's not a Mario thing. It's, it's a Mario thing. Thing. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's me. So once again, uh, Pigs Road episode 332. We're going to fix this in post-production. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the, all the people yeah, that are listening live. Good luck with that. Uh, today's uh, today's guest I'm super excited for Dirty Ron McDonald The That's independent right. pro wrestler The comedian uh, Dude you do all kinds of fucking shit You do blow apparently a lot of fucking blunts And, <laughs> and, you, and you smoke a lot of weed No wow. uh, The blow is fucking It's uh, mostly a gimmick um, A 95% a gimmick uh, but, <laughs> Just on the weekends uh, I'm a big I'm a big advocate for marijuana, you know. Like um, sure. I, I've been wrestling for, I started wrestling 20 years ago. April of 2000 is uh, when I started training to be a pro wrestler. Had my first match in like November of that year. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I'm a big advocate for marijuana. You know, I've seen a lot of people get fucked up on pills, you know, and ruin their lives. You know, some some cats died from that shit. So you know, like I'm a big advocate for marijuana, especially to take away pain and. You know, it's one of the reasons I moved from California from St. Louis. And does that, does that actually help ease on the pain? Because I, I can only imagine all the bumps you fucking take. I've seen some of your matches uh, as I was preparing this for this interview. You do like a lot of like death fucking matches. Like I, I got some video that I can fucking play for it in a little bit. But I'm talking about like I've seen you do barbed wire well, shit. I'm a garbage wrestler. You know, garbage wrestler. Shit, so, you know, like I just do pieces of shit wrestling matches. Uh, no, no. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's. It's something that I, I start when I started wrestling. That was something that kind of like piqued my interest. Um, then when I kind of saw that the tendencies where it was going, um, you know, like just a little too extreme. I, yeah, it really doesn't isn't something that I was totally down for. But uh, you know, being able to have fun with it and not have to go to the absolute extremes like some of these cats do. Um, you know, I, I can't I can't do that shit. Like all that glass and. 
fucking dude. What's crazy what's, shit. what's been the most extreme kind of wrestling match have you you've been in then? I mean, I, you know, I've done a hand, couple handfuls of barbed wire ring matches, and you know, I've I've done spots with flaming tables, and you know, I, I'm uh, one of my like go to types of matches are thumbtack matches. You know, I'm uh, I don't want to say like I'm known for that, but like if there's anything that like I'm a go to, like what is my go to hardcore thing? Like th- thumbtacks. Uh, you know. By the way, how do you uh, how do you even figure that out? That like, have you actually like, oh fuck, let me step on a thumbtack, let me see, hey, I like that, I can go ahead and do a whole match and throw myself on that, or how does that even become I a mean, thing you, for you? How do you escalate to like? I mean, I'm pretty sure you probably like watch wrestling. And then how how do you get to that level? I guess you could say. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's not, I don't know. It's just kind of something you kind of just decide to do. Um, it, you progressively it, get into it. I'm assuming. Well, no, actually, it's kind of like where I started, you know, like, well, like, so like 21, 22 years ago, 98, 99, um, when I was just getting into high school, I graduated 2002, but, uh, you know, like where I was getting into high school, like backyard wrestling was like a cool thing, you know, and like everybody was watching ECW and doing all these, like, like all these stunt wrestling, you know, you you see some shit from Japan where these motherfuckers using like fluorescent light tubes and shit, so, you know, like. When I saw that, I was like, you know what, like, I can do that shit, you know, like, some people just started, you know, they're like, you know, I want to do this, or I want to do that, or I can only do this, or I can only do that, you know, I I saw it as something, I was like, you know what, like, I I, I think I can do that, I think I can take it, and I don't think a lot of guys um, are down for that shit, until you, you know, like, I don't know, it's it's a, you gotta be a little type of crazy to do that, you know. I can only imagine. I'm a little oh, fucking so. bitch. I can't. I could can barely take a fucking shot from the doctor, let alone fucking roll around and so fucking. You crying when you had a paper cut last time, dude. <laughs> that was a massive paper paper cut. So fuck you. That was cardboard cut. <laughs> now l- let me ask you this. I mean, how'd you even get into wrestling? I mean, you know, I'm, most people that's not really a job option. I guess you could say. What is Crown Royal? No, I don't want Crown Royal. What's wrong with Crown Royal, dude? It's like Canada's best. best. Seven times distilled fucking shit for like $9 for a a fifth, you know, like $9 for like, you know, whatever. It's like Uh, like fucking, fucking, that shit's like, where's it made? Where's it made? uh, In Garbage Central, fucking probably Missouri or some shit. Shit, it's like American Popov. I got fake coke on my face. I mean, it's actually fake. <laughs> Quote unquote time. fake. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. All Jack, right. It, it's fake uh-huh. this time. Uh-huh. Jack. No, but what got you into wrestling? Where, when did you see the light? When did they, they I guess, so they pull you in? My mom was a pro wrestler. My mom oh, was shit, a pro right? wrestler. Um, so, like, super low-level indie shit from the Midwest. And um, so, like, you know, I'm 36 years old. So, like, my parents always got WrestleMania at the house and, like, had a party. You know, back in the day, you had to, like, get the cable box and like do the whole like you know like fucking whatever shit to rent the pay-per-views but we always had parties you know and my mom was always a big fan my family were always like big we're, we're super white trash you know but like so i i was always like you know what like i i think i can be a wrestler you know I, i'm like uh geared towards like theatrical shit already i don't know man like plus wrestling out of out of everything that I've ever done, touring music, comedy, and wrestling, I want to be musicians, but everybody wants to be a pro wrestler because of that that stigma of like you're you're a, you're kind of like a badass, you know? Like that's why yeah. I got into wrestling um, is because wrestlers were viewed as like badasses, you know? Like like they could not only go out there and put on a show, they could be big and bad, and they fucking ruled the road, you know? I don't know. It was just like a rebel outlaw mentality, and that's that's why I got into wrestling. So you can check out Dirty Ron McDonald at on the Instagram, on Twitter, and, uh, and it's just all one word, Dirty Ron McDonald, and on Twitter, it's Dirty Ron MCD. Just out of curiosity, where'd you get the Dirty Ron McDonald from? Uh-oh, wait a um, minute. So I- wait a minute, we actually do got a phone call coming in. Oh, Jesus. Is it Jesus? I don't it know. Maybe, who knows? It- well, that was last week. Last week was All Easter. Right, hold so on. You never know. Hold on. Caller, you're on pigs and with Dirty Ron. Hey, this is the Magic Man calling to support Dirty Ron McDonald. Oh, hey, shit. Magic Man. Can Magic Man hear me? You should yeah, be. Yeah, I can see you, brother. Hey, what's happening, Thanks brother? How you doing? 
Magic Man's a legend. Magic Man, you still there? Uh oh. Dude, he's calling in from the Ozarks. Like like where they take that show with Jason Bateman. Where the fuck is that at? It's like Jersey, right? No. Uh, Arkansas. No, in, it's Arkansas. In Missouri. Missouri, there you go. I, yeah. I mean, it's somewhere in the Midwest, yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, sir. Sorry we lost you. For those who want to call in, I just is he, is he so he's a wrestler? Uh, wrestler manager. He uh, managed over in FMW in Japan in the mid nineties. Oh shit! Sure. Uh, he was also a manager for the Full Blooded Italians in ECW in the mid to late nineties. Uh, Magic Man has toured all over the world as a uh, wrestler and manager doing magic. Oh no uh, shit! He's a, he's, a, he's a legend, but uh, you know, longtime friend of mine. Good dude. Right on. So. Who would you say is your inspiration? Like, I mean, I know your mom was was a wrestler, and that kind of brought you into wrestling. But who was like the? Is that who would you say you idolize as as growing up? I mean, I idolize all the personalities. <clears throat> you know, when I've looked at wrestling or fighting or really, I mean, look at politics now. Any, you know, charisma is something that get that can get you over, and that can. That was yeah. one thing that I saw that people could take go something to nothing you know you can go something to nothing being like some dirt poor grub living in you know some shambles and all of a sudden you learn how to code and you know you're a billionaire or some shit you know but the way i saw it i was like you know if i i can come from humble beginnings and try to make something of myself and you know like everything i've ever done has just been me trial and error fucking making bad decisions and making mistakes and trying to learn from those mistakes I think that's how we all fucking learn by all the bad mistakes I mean, we do. Oh, I'm still I've ever done. I'm 47. You know, you're right. You're a fucking fuck up. You, you just won't learn. But I think most yeah. normal people will learn from their mistakes. No, n- nobody's a nobody's a fuck up. See, like as long here's the thing: as long as you don't make the same mistakes twice, it's okay to even fuck up very similarly. But as long as you look at that and go, "Oh, all right, cool, that's a dead end. I ain't doing that no more," and then you know, rework the situation and get back to it. You know, the the, the worst thing you can do is like just give up. You know. Like if, if if there's anything I can say to anybody, it's like just uh, just come at it a different way. You know, it's not over until it, you give up and it's over. So, yeah, whatever. Don't give in, especially during like this fucking quarantine time. It's so easy to fucking cave in and fucking. Dude, I'm almost there. How about you? How are you guys feeling about this shit? You guys ready to? Obviously, you guys don't give a fuck about Every, everybody wants. But, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, oh, to, no, to, to a certain extent, I mean, we have to. We just jumped in the shower together to make sure we weren't fucking, you know, well, carrying a contagion. You know what I mean? You know, you got to take a temperature yeah, rectally. Yeah. yeah, we did. That was a lot of times. All, good. all the time. No. But no, but as far as like. Where where do you see yourself as far as do you think you've hit your pinnacle? Would you like to go like further in what you do? No. So, uh, you know, like fucking, you always got to be planning five years ahead. You know, so. Um, so what would be your five year plan? So um, I wrote a script that we are filming. I'm self funding a film co starring myself, Joey Ryan, and the Sandman. Uh, it's and we were set to film here in, in May, but. Uh, you know, because of all this shit, you know, we'll probably be filming it late summer. Um, I got a great film crew on it. Um, I, I, you know, I came up with a story myself. It's called uh, Dirty Ron versus the Dick Wrestler. And, you know, it's like a <laughs> Joey Ryan. It's like a it's a comedy and parody, you know, about about, you know, just like wrestling and kind of where like the Dirty Ron character came from. And, you know, um, I, I'm really excited about it because, you know, this is like something that where, you know, like I've been putting on live shows for 13 years you know, I've t- toured with Afro Man as a, you know, as his opening act and tour manager for two and a half years. Um, I've been a pro wrestler for 20 and, you know, I've uh, been a comedian for six legit years now. So, you know, you know, like I- I'm-, I'm always looking to try to see what's five years ahead and, you know, where I wanted to be. And, you know, truthfully, I- I'm there and uh, I've got a lot of support and I'm- I couldn't I couldn't be more excited for life for real. Oh, that's fucking, that's amazing, dude. I mean, you have to have a fucking plan. I mean, I know you can't wrestle forever, and people who do wrestle for a long time, I mean, their bodies get fucking bent out of shape, and I know that on top of wrestling, you're doing the, the comedy stuff. I mean, how long have you been doing comedy? 
Oh, don't wait, 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 I, six years? Oh, sweet. Shit. I, I, I like how we, get, get, we can't get past our questions here. Hold on. It's all good, whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm around. Caller, you're on right. pigs, and you're going to have to lower your volume. Hey, this is Durko. It'll Durko from the world famous Chris Benoit from Parts Unknown. Oh, what up? I just want to tell you guys all that Dirty Ron fucked my girlfriend and he ruined my life. <laughs> I, am beyond, I am beyond sad for the rest of my life. Did he know that that was his, that your girlfriend that he was fucking? Um, that he fucked her on purpose? Was it intentional? Yes. Yes, it was very intentional. Uh, I told him to do it only in her butt, but he put it <laughs> he, in her pussy. Ah, uh, see, see, you're, so you're green lid for the ass, but definitely not for the vag, so. I knew some people yeah. who who, who give up the dirty. ass. This is why he's Dirty Ron. Dirty Ron. Open the scumbag of the world, Dirty Ron, you are. <laughs> Fucking nasty dirt, man. Uh, these guys play in this band called Chris Benoit. And uh, when we used to put together Get Fisted TV episodes every week, um, their music was our theme song. Fucking... They play at our, our live shows, man. They're fucking. They're all, all their songs are like wrestling themed, and uh, you know they're fucking, dude. They're dope. They all playing masks and shit. It's dope. What's the name of the band and again? We've yet, we've yet to get our royalty check. We are Christian. <laughs> That's why he calls because he wants. He, he wants, wants to get know, paid. Where's the check? Where's the check? Oh, uh, it's in the mail. <laughs> get out your check. fucking checkbook, Dirty Ron. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. No, hang hang up on him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm just totally kidding. Um, no, so dude, all uh, those guys are great. Where do we where where do we find your band? It's called the band is called Chris Benoit. That's fucked up. Chris Benoit. Hey, babe, grab that. Grab that little sheet. dash. What? Chris Benoit. The Chris Benoit. Go ahead. Sorry. K R I S B E N dash W A H. Oh, there you there go. You go. There you go. Look that up. Uh, is that backwards? That's backwards. No, 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 no you're no, good. It's perfect. Yeah, it, it looks good. Oh, you can see it forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? Technology. Oh, yeah. yeah, on our end, we can see it like in in, in the regular. Chris Benoit, baby. Look them up, oh, guys. Support. Good. Thank you, sir, for calling in and supporting your dirty Ron. Muchos gracias. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you. That's pretty awesome. That was a six one nine, so that was out from your area code. So damn Ron, you got fucking people calling in from all over the place for you. I don't know, man. Uh you know, I'm really happy that you oh, I can see through the technology it did work the right way. Uh <laughs> but yeah, man. Fucking uh I'm glad you guys had me on this shit. You know, like this quarantine shit sucks and you know, like I know that uh like what's what's really cool is that you know I've been trying to be an entertainer for a long time, uh, over a decade now. This has been like basically my only source of income, and um, it's cool that finally after moving to a couple different cities and you know having a lot of trial and error that uh, I got a really supportive group of people that kind of dig some of the shit that I do, and um, you know and like it's a very collective effort putting on live wrestling shows and like. The comedians that I work with to produce the, the the live shows that we do out here, you know, like that's one thing that I've learned by trial and error. And as you guys can see over there, you guys got a great crew of people that all work together. So you know, without that crew of people, everybody doing their own their, their role, then you know, like you can't you can't make shit. You know, like everybody's got their job. You know, you can't you can't play every position on the baseball field. Not like these guys. These guys don't play any position other than just show up and drink beer and then talk shit. And yeah, I just came here because he told me that's their role. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and these guys can't even show up on time. Close enough. We're close enough. We weren't that far. Hey, man. That's all. Yeah, that's all, right. <laughs> all right. So let me ask you this. So, again, you've been wrestling for 20, doing comedy for six. How did you kind of, I guess, transition? Well, not transition, but add that to your portfolio where you were like, you know, a wrestler. And then, I'll, then I guess you're into comedy. So how did that happen? So, okay, so, you know, I've been a wrestler for goddamn forever. And at, at a point in my life, I got these forearm tattoos, right? So it's a mot motivation and dedication, right? There you go. But so I got those when I, like 10 years ago. And my, my gimmick with the whole thing was is that if I get, like, because when I first started getting jobs, if you had forearm tattoos, like, you couldn't get a real job. So when I got these tattoos, to me, it was like, 
I'm going to actually go full force into being an entertainer and trying to do that as a main form of income because if I have these tattoos, I can't get a real job. So that was something that I kind of forced me to, I, I'm going to do this shit. Right. So, um, once I was doing that, I, I, I try to figure out other ways to make an income supplementary to being an entertainer, doing stunt work, do, you know, like I was in a couple of music videos, I did a little couple of stunt work things, a couple of acting things, whatever the fuck. And, but those are, you know, as long as you're being an entertainer, you got to find other ways to make an income because you don't know when your next paycheck is. And, you know, it's, uh, you got to just diversify yourself. But comedy was like a natural transition, you know. Comedy was something that was like, you're, you're, it's a lot similar to wrestling. Is that like you're one on one entertaining the audience? It's up to you what your material or your, you know, your structure of right. what you're gonna do to entertain people with, you know. But was it like, let's say, like you're talking with friends and they tell me, you know what, you're a funny motherfucker, you should do comedy, or do, I mean, is that how? It Those happens? are the worst people that do comedy. <laughs> no, uh, so you know, like, okay, here's the thing. Like it's it's a job. It's legit a job. And when I say I've been doing comedy six years, for six years, every week I've been on stage six to fifteen times a week, every wow. week for six wow. years, like Damn. without taking a break. Um, and it's it's a job. Like you got to go out there. You got to know what it's like to entertain strangers. Like you guys all entertain each other because you guys like each other. You guys are friends. You guys know nah, I don't how each other talk. I, I mean, you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. But I got you. I got you for sure. But when you're talking with your buddies, you know, it's uh, they like you and they're like, oh, you're a funny guy, you know. But when that funny guy goes and sits in an open mic and waits for four hours, go get five minutes in front of ten other comics that are just waiting to do their set. They're like, why am I even doing this? This is fucking stupid. So right. it's a grind, and you know, you're gonna have to eat shit for a long, long time before you even get an opportunity to tell jokes in front of a real comedy audience, you know, unless you got some sort of like a weird draw, you know, like you're going to have to put in a lot of time to nobody and, you know, figure out how to entertain strangers. And as far as your first comedy show, do you remember how that went? I mean, was it a good show? Was it a decent show? Did you just bomb? Bro, it was a fucking, okay. So I remember the first time I came to LA and did a comedy set. I got, uh, three minutes and it was in front of 20 other comics and they're like three minutes. I was like, sweet. I got time for three jokes. I was like, I'll tell my best one first and I'll go, you know, whatever. So I tell my best joke first and it bombs. Right. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That kind of, there goes the fucking train right off up. the tracks. Right. Oh no. I was like, all right. So now I got to find something funnier. And I was like, fucking, what am I going to do now? So I tell my next funniest joke and that motherfucker bombs. And then I'm like, oh no. And they're like, all right, you got one minute left. And you're like, fuck, I'm defeated. I'm fucking, I'm losing everything that I ever thought was going to happen. You know, like my, here goes my dreams. And then, uh, you eat shit and get off there and fucking go humble yourself because you're not that funny. You know? <laughs> and, and the story is you're not that funny. Uh, hmm. uh but, there's a million other motherfuckers that can be funny, you know, and you can catch, you can catch a wave sometimes, but you know, it takes a long time to figure out how to entertain strangers to know what's going to be funny to most people. Cause even for a long time after you get good, people aren't coming to see you. Right. They're coming to a comedy show that you happen to be on. So they don't, they're not your style of people, you know, and right. if sometimes crowds don't dig what I'm doing and sometimes they do. So how long before you actually had a, sh a set where you say that you killed, you know, or like fucking people were like laughing at every fucking joke? How long? I remember the first time it was, it was Bakersfield, November 2014. I went out there and I had eight minutes and there was 350 people that all paid to be there. Oh, shit. And and I got I got laughs to the point where I was like, oh, shit, I got to pause for laughter, you know. Like, oh, right on. Like, like well, when, when you don't have that. Right, and you're just rifling through your jokes in front of nobody that wants to hear. Yeah, Think of this: Have you ever been to an open mic comedy show? Yes, yes. Real, like, like where nobody at the place that you're doing it is there to see the comedy show. That's uh, what I mean. Oh, okay. You know, like when comedy, you go from doing in the background. That, you know, when you go from doing that five times a week to doing a show in front of people that paid to be there, it's like a it's a totally dynamic. different atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what we do have this little clip. Uh, I I pulled up online. You can search it up on uh, Dirty Ron, and it comes up on YouTube. Uh, 
Carrot Bottom. I'm assuming the opposite of Carrot Top. Yeah, well, you know, this, this gay comedian was like, mm, you not Carrot Top, man. I'm going to make you my Carrot Bottom. Mm. That's hot. And that's I, real hot. And I was like, hell yeah, that's a part of the carrot I look like, you know, the bottom part. Because <laughs> uh, the tops of carrots are green, you know, but he turned out he wanted to fuck me in the ass. But So that's uh, where that came from. Uh, where uh, If I play a little clip of this, maybe where should I be uh, playing it from? Um, nowhere. Okay. No, uh, no, I don't know. Uh, I don't care. At the beginning. All right. Let's take out a little. I'll play like a minute and a half, minute in. Um, All right. Minute in. Go pop it to a minute in. I've been called a lot of names in my life. Daywalker, Danny Bonadubi, or even Shitstick. <laughs> Shitstick. Danny Bonadubi. <laughs> Oh, got in the right part. They're laughing. Oh. Yeah, two, three. Go ahead. You guys are up now. Yeah! How you guys doing tonight? I just want to start off by telling you guys uh, I'm not a very good person. I'm kind of a piece of shit. All right? Just want to let you guys know that. Uh, I'll explain that to you. I'm Irish and Jewish. If you don't know what that means... That means I was circumcised twice. <laughs> My dick area kind of looks like a little white nub hanging out in a big red forest. You know, it's like... This is my dick, by the way, if you didn't pick up on that. <laughs> I just started going bald, which really reminds me of my dick area. Cause you gotta spread all the red hair to find the one, the one little white spot right in the middle. It sucks. You guys can laugh at my pain. It's all right. Death by PowerPoint. Death by PowerPoint. Whatever you can, how can I help you? Uh, yes, I'm calling to handle the situation that was left on my voicemail. What was the message about? The message was about tax evasion. Mm -hmm. So I'm calling to handle the situation. Uh, why Why you have defaulted the Canadian government? Why? I'm sorry? Why you have defaulted the Canadian government? Yes, you guys were calling for Dave, man. You are a criminal. Yes, I'm calling. You guys were calling for Dave, man. I was just calling to let you know that Dave's not here, man. Hey, man. Are you guys calling call for Dave, man? Uh, sorry? Are you guys calling for Dave? Because Dave's not here, man. Dave. Yes, Dave Johnson, man. You the comedy you guys also, obviously with like wrestling, we you guys put together um, promos and whatnot, so you also do a bunch of skits on top of that? No, this was a bunch of prank calls that I did as part of my album. Um you know those like fucking IRS tax scammers are like trying to get you for like you know fake evading taxes or just trying oh, to like you know yeah, scam yeah, you yeah. out of money. So I got a bunch of their phone numbers and I called them back and like prank called them and recorded them, put them on my comedy album. Oh, that's good shit. Um, yeah, I did like forty. I recorded like forty of them and took the best six and put them on the comedy album. Where can if people are interested in listening to the comedy or picking up the comedy album? Where can we go? Um, dude, like you could just hit me up on Instagram, anything like that. Like, uh, I have a bunch of copies of it and I don't really have, I, it's available on my YouTube for free. You can go listen to it and watch the video where we were just watching it right here. Um, at dirty Ron McDonald, all over, you know, social media, you, YouTube is where you can find that though. And you can also pick up one of uh, Ron's shirts online at ProWrestlingTees.com. That's where all the indies uh, put all their shirts at. And I see that you have your uh, Dirty Ron logo. We have that up on screen. So if you guys like that logo, support your Dirty Ronald McDonald over here and fucking pick up a shirt. And also notice that uh, online you guys were um, you, you're selling some um, some face masks. So right in time for all this Bro. crazy shit. They're sold out. You're sold out of face mask? Sold out. Dude. Holy shit. Sold out. That's awesome. Know, like, it was, uh, oh, here, I'll put this thing on real quick. Dude, you know, I just ha I happened to luck into it, really. Like, I've been fucking with this guy that, uh, here, there. Check this shit out. Boom. It's got a fucking, it's got a little fake Coke on the nose. 
<laughs> That's not fake. Right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. A little bump. And he's smoking, yeah. smoking a fat blunt over here. <laughs> Free bump with um, every mask? Yeah, basically. Um, but no, I, I lucked into it. Uh, I've been fucking with this guy that does uh, like these like uh, Under Armour type clothing. And, um, you know, he made face masks and headbands for me. And, uh, you know, it just happened to be the right time. Hell yeah. Fucking Sold capitalize out. on that shit. So I gotta ask you this: the, the Ron, the Dirty Ron McDonald. That's that's your character. How'd you come up with a character? I mean, this is, I guess, part of the franchise, right? Well, okay. So um, I know you asked me that earlier, and I can't, I, I didn't mean to avoid the question, but uh, so I do a lot. I do like all adult wrestling shows, um, twenty one and up. You know, like people that used to like wrestling at some point in their life really dig the shows that I do. They're for a bar crowd. They're not for like the smart mark wrestling fans. And, you know, so I needed a character to work in that environment, you know, so I just kind of looked at what I looked like and I was like, I kind of look like Ronald McDonald. Like, what if it was like a evil Ronald McDonald that, you know, shitting everybody's Happy Meals and kick people <laughs> in the nuts and, you know, instead of throwing baby powder, right. I throw fucking cocaine in their face, you know, right. like, so, you know, like I try, it was only supposed to be a character that lasted for like six months. And uh, legit, people started digging it, and I sold a bunch of T-shirts. So I was like, "Dude, Dirty Ron's staying," you know, not because Dirty Ron is like, for the first time in my wrestling career, like it's the first time that I am me, you know. Like, Dirty Ron is me, you know. Like when I come out, I'm like, "Dirty Ron's here to do three things. Number one, I came here to get fucked up. Number two, I came here to fuck somebody up. And number three, when I'm done with that, I'm fucking all your girlfriends, you know." So. Like that, that's, I, and, you know, like I, that, that's just me like trying to go out and have a good time and just make somebody laugh, you know, like that's, that's who Dirty Ron is. And that, that kind of, I don't know, it kind of resonates with people. I'm just out of curiosity. What's the Dirty, the Dirty Ron finisher? What do you got? What's it called? I mean, I do the McElbow drop, you know, I've, I've jumped off the top of steel cages. I've jumped off the top of balconies and put people through flaming tables with it and, um that's that's pretty much the finishers you know like i've been doing this thing where i go like coast to coast like corner to corner and put a guy through like a door that's hanging out in one of the corners and i just go from one corner to the other and um that's been the finisher but uh i had a couple other moves you know like um i do this thing where i i, I put the guy on my knee and i stick my hand up his ass it's called the ventriloquist where i make him sing a song um you know, I got a couple other cool things I'm trying to do. Hell yeah. Um, you have a bunch of matches online. I was able to find one. This one has, uh, the fuck was this called? Nick Cage versus Dirty Ron. Oh, fans bring the weapons. Wait, fans bring the weapons to this match? Oh, dude, I got fucked up in this match. Uh, yeah, dude. I thought I was going to die. I can't wait to hear it. No way. What fucking happened? So, I first move. First move, I, like, dive out of the ring. You'll see it. I dive out of the ring. And I, like, hit the ground pretty hard, but that's not even really what got me. This guy had, a stop, had like, a street sign, and Gage hit me. And then, like, when I moved, it, like, pierced me in my in my rib. I, got, I still got a couple scars from it. Oh, but, shit. Like, um, I mean, you know, whatever. I just I lost my breath because it, like, hit me in the lung area. So uh, it, was, it was tough to breathe. But uh, that, I had so much fun. Nick Gage is uh he's a, he's a bad motherfucker you know you don't want you don't want to cross him you don't want to you know look at him the wrong way uh he had love for fist combat and we had a you know mutual understanding and the i don't want to give out the fucking spoiler of the match but there's still unfinished business between nick gage and i so uh can't wait to have him back for fist combat Normally, we play a track in between our breaks, but this time we're actually going to play a little bit of that wrestling match. We're going to take a quick break. Ron, hold on, and then we're going to enjoy cool. this match for a little bit while uh, we go snort our own people. coke really quick. So, wait, wait. Can I take so a can I go pee then? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Right, so, yeah, right, go pee. I'll be right back. And then go we're right. going to watch this match really quick. Sweet. Thanks, dudes. Sounds <laughs> like someone's dying. You know, people say, Dirty Ron, you a bad motherfucker, Dirty Ron. Well, you don't know how bad of a motherfucker you are until you test your limits. So I'm looking for a bad motherfucker. People tell me about this Nick Gage, king of the death match. So I hit him up. We're going to do some East Coast versus West Coast things. I'm looking for America's Most Wanted. People tell me about Nick Gage. 
Well, Nick Gage, I haven't heard a peep out your mouth. I've been calling you out. You're coming out here on Thursday, August the 8th. Motherfucker. You better be ready to die, Nick Gage. Cause I'm out here defending the West. I might be the best from the West. You might be the best from the East. Where we collide, motherfucker. And it's gonna get juicy. It's some Biggie Tupac shit, motherfucker. You better be ready to die. I'm ready. As I grab the clock, put it to your headpiece. One in the chamber. The safety is off. Release straight at your dome. Homes, I wanna see. Come on, Sue. Down here for the main event. It's East Coast versus West Coast. It's some Biggie versus Tupac shit. And handsome man is in there. You heard it. Fans bring the weapons. The epic final strokes on the brushes. That is this masterpiece. GCW versus this combat. And this is your main event. Gentlemen, if you can feel the electricity in the building through this screen, you have no idea what it was like to be here live. Bad motherfuckers. Nick Cage, one of the baddest motherfuckers to ever set foot inside a professional wrestling ring. If you don't know his history, well, do your fucking homework, bro. He's the king of the death matches. He's the god of ultra-violent wrestling. And he's making his way down here representing the most hardcore, badass motherfucking group of outlaws left in professional wrestling. He is the champion of game-changer wrestling. Nick fucking Cage. Respectful, down to earth people that you will ever meet. But I looked him in the eyes and I tell you what, once he steps inside this ring, I wouldn't want to be looking across from him. Thank God I retired 35 years ago. He's got a rap seat longer than the Mississippi River. And he's crossing it to represent the East Coast in a coast versus coast battle. Tell you what, if there's one guy for this combat for the West Coast to represent, it's his opponent, Dirty Ron McDonald.
intense electricity. It's it's flowing through their veins. Oh, and it hit Bobos and Nick Cage's face. Dirty Ryan McDonald knows for using cocaine as an offensive maneuver. And he started off hot. With an eight ball to the face. Nick Cage. Oh, he throws a cocaine right back in Dirty Ryan's face and it's hard, motherfucker. These two are amped up. These two are ready to give it everything. And holy shit. They are feeling it here, the Cholton Joes. They're laying into each other like a ton of bricks. Shot for shot, blow for blow. And goddammit, they're higher than cocaine than Pablo Escobar's army. army. <laughs> Ooh, and that drips are hitting their hard. I know the cocaine in San Diego is pretty good. That's what Tony Ryan tells me anyway. And they're going at it even harder. Four for four. Shot for shot. And two drunks at a bar. Swinging the miss by Gage. Well, it throws him into the ropes. Gage holds on. Dirty run. Oh, shit. Into the second row. Oh, my God. And this, oh, this match is underway. Is that the fall you're talking it's about? Starting, yeah. It's starting hotter than your piss after, after going down to the Hong Kong for a weekend in Tijuana. And you don't know about the drill, though. Get yourself. I'm so, sorry. Where was this? So the fall that just happened right now, you didn't catch that? Uh, dude, I hit the ground so hard that it sucked. So obviously, I mean, I, I hit the ground so hard. This wasn't planned. This was just like, hey, suicide out and see what the fuck happens. No, no. I mean, you know, fuck. I, we knew what we were doing, but like, you know, I just kind of like, yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm trying. You know, it's pretty much same with comedy. Same with comedy. I'm just trying to get people to react. You know, and fucking feel something. Uh, if you get offended on the way, then you know, oops. Oh wow, right. Have you ever been to the point where you've been that hurt where you can't go or no, no matter what, you just have to go no matter how injured you are or how bad you feel? So I think I've I've only been injured for real like once during a match where I had to basically call it, but we still finished it. Um, sometimes when I hit the ground pretty hard or you know something doesn't go exactly the way you want, that the the referee's part of the show, you know, it's part of it. So like the referee's always checking on you. You can tell him, you know, hey, tell the dude I need a minute, or, you know, like give me a second, or you know, I need a breath, or. Um, and I, you know, I've had to do that before. Uh, you know, it, it happens, but you know, it, you, it's, uh, it's not like we're going out there. We're not trying to fuck each other up. You know, we're all part of a brotherhood. We're all part of the, you know, we're all part of the, the gig. So, you know, right. you got to protect it. It's all about protecting people. That's the beauty about wrestling. You know, it's like once you're in the brotherhood, it's, you, you got to earn that, you know, like you got to get approved from somebody that says, you know what the fuck you're doing and everybody can trust you not to kill them because so many times I meet somebody and then 20 minutes I'm wrestling them for the first time and you got to know for sure that you can trust your life in their fucking hands, you know, so. What would you say is like the worst injury you've ever had like inflicted on you? Uh, you know, they all heal. You just kind of like, heal. no matter what it's like none of them are permanent right um you know i got some permanent i got some pretty nasty permanent scars on me but you know like whatever i didn't get in this shit to play chess you know um <laughs> you already knew what was coming i mean yeah you know like you get hit hard sometimes you know i had a fucking i had to get some root canal shit done because i got hit in the mouth real hard and you know fuck this shit happens, you know. Fucking, I know guys have lost teeth from doing that shit. You know, I just, you know, I fucking, I, I mean, we can only sit here and talk about the brain damage that has been done to people over the years by doing stupid shit. So, you know, right, what, that shit happens for sure. But, what hurts more, like getting a chop to the fucking chest, or like say uh, a bombing at a comedy club? Oh, bombing, dude. <laughs> bombing like, hurts bo more? Bombing, like, co comedy gives you both the biggest highs and the biggest lows. Because even in wrestling, like, okay, you know, here, here's what I say to people. I'm like, in wrestling, when somebody sees me do a big suplex, they're like, I can't do that good job. And when I do, when I was doing music, you know, somebody's like, I can't sing or you know, perform like that. Good job. 
you know, but with someone with comedy, people are like, that guy ain't funny, man. I could be funnier than that. Fuck that motherfucker. You know, like, and so comedy can give you, because if you can make strangers laugh and like fucking be digging what you're doing, like that's the most gratifying thing in the world. And it's also the most hurtful when you go out there in front of like a good audience and you bomb, you know, you're always going to bomb, you know, but like, is are you bombing in the right situations or the wrong situations? So would you say in all your career paths and comedy is kind of where you want to excel? No, man, you know, you gotta, you gotta ride the wave and go with whatever takes you, you know, like I really think that this uh, film thing is going to be the thing that uh, sets me apart. Um, you know, this first script that we've already got, you know, we've already got the next two projects that we're ready to do after this first one, you know, and, I got people that are ready to invest with me, you know, and that's, that's the, the beauty of this whole thing is that like, like, you know, to always be moving forward and to always know what your next few moves are. And, you know, like that's, kind, like you know, oh, oh, if it works, it works, you know, otherwise I got a lot of live shows that I do, um, comedy and wrestling that, uh, you know, I've been paying the bills up to this point. Now, um, as far as the wrestling stuff, uh, are you booking your own shows? Are you your own promoter, or are you just uh, uh... yeah? So you know, I, I promote and uh, I've been doing Fist Combat for 13 years. We started in January 2007, and right now what we got is we have a monthly strip club show on the first Fridays of every month down here in San Diego. Down, um, nice. I'll be but, right there. But uh, we also yeah, have the first Thursday every month in Las Vegas at this place. It's like on Main Street in between Fremont and like New Vegas. Um, I, I but just, then we got this, we got this bar that we do in, uh, in San Diego here on the second, third and fourth Fridays every month. So we got a show every week once this bullshit is over. I just heard pigs radio West coast tour. We're going to go down and go broadcast live from San Diego. And then we're going to go to Vegas right. and go broadcast live. But it's the other way around Vegas and then San Diego. But yeah, yeah. uh, it, for sure. Wherever I'd love hose, to have you guys. The holes are at. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, every, everywhere. Craigslist. I don't know. Uh, now, as far as like the wrestling career, so I mean, I saw like you did pop up on WWE's radar, um, and they actually gave you mic time on top of everything else. Bro, talk about some strange ass shit. So how'd you, how, how did up, that come up? So you know, like like anytime the WWE comes around, especially when they're doing TV, they need local guys to do the, the bullshit jobbers. jobs. You yeah. know, the, you know, the fucking ambulance guys or whatever yeah. the fuck. So. You know, I got hooked up. Uh, they booked me. I showed up, and they were like, "So, like, here's a gig, though. You want to do that because you get paid a little bit, but like, if you get on TV, you get a little bonus. But here's the thing: is you want to get that ring time before the show starts in front of the agents, in front of the higher ups. So you're you're all there to do your little fucking match in front of those guys. So that's what we're time. all waiting for. So they tell me and this dude they're like all right we're gonna have you two work with braun Strowman. this dude's my size and braun Strowman's braun Strowman's size so they're, they're like arn anderson's like all right here's what i want you to do for this match and i'm thinking this is my tryout match like before cameras or nothing so we go over this match and it's basically a squash and i'm like this is fucking stupid you know like, like they just got me like squat I, i'm not showing them anything you know like give me some mic time or something and when we get done they hand us a script and i was like oh shit like this is on raw like what the fuck like so then I thought I was going to have to fight my partner to see which one of us was going to do the mic time and which one was going to not talk. And uh, and he was like, you can do it. I was like, fuck, you goddamn right. I was ready to kill that dude. You know, so. You know, um, what's crazy. I remember watching this episode crazy. and seeing you on there. I was like, fuck. Like, after I saw the picture, like, wait, I remember that. We actually did. Was it, we actually did was find it, it on uh, on YouTube, too. It was the coolest. And in the hallway, Vince McMahon comes right up to me and he goes, you did a great job, you know, shook my hand and I was just like, I flabber, I was fucking flabbergasted. And then 10 minutes or, you know, 10 seconds later, Stephanie comes up to me and says the same thing. Like they were very grateful. They were really, the. it was the coolest night of my, uh, by far the coolest night of my professional is life. Is she as hot as I think she is? I mean, she's brother. Like a, she is like the hottest. She's a bomb. Like, and yeah. she's a, like, she knows. Like I don't watch she, wrestling, she, but I'll watch anything shit. she's doing. So yeah, for sure. 
So to get the to get some amazing compliments from the most hires of highs that you can possibly get in this fucking dude, world. like the pinnacle, it's the highest like, up. Yeah, I mean, it's like it doesn't get any bigger than that. And as far as like wrestling, you know, what I mean? you're more higher than the cocaine you throw at your opponents at the beginning of the match. That's right, dog. There, there was nothing that could have been cooler, you know. And like, because here's here's how it happened. We were walk. Uh, I was walking in this long hallway. Vince was at the other end. And there were all these crew people in between us. I look up. And he's looking right at me, and I was like, I'm just going to look down and let him walk past me, you know, because we're, we're about to cross each other in the hallway, right. you know. But there's all these people in between us. So I just stopped, and I just looked down, and I, I, and I looked back up, because I know he, he was going to more feet. Right. And he was still looking at me. So I was like, I was like oh, shit. So I look up, and he, he was coming to me, and he was like, son, you did a great job. You did a great job. You know, we just, I, I sat there for a second and shook Vince McMahon's hand, and it was the coolest night of my, by far the coolest that could ever happen to me, ever. Oh, well, we actually, we got it here on screen. Let's share this with the Pink Radio Universe. Play Let's play this shit. By the way, he is your new Universal Champion right now with WWE. So fuck, he got squashed by the champ. <laughs> I'm here with the Splash Brothers, Stephen and Clay Splash. And guys, last week Braun Strowman said he wanted stiffer competition. Are you guys really a step up? Well, Byron, uh. let me tell you something. Since we were kids growing up right here in Oaktown, <laughs> Mama Shay always told us we'd have to live up to the family name. Yeah, she said to go out there in the world and make a splash. <laughs> so tonight, the Splash Brothers are diving straight into the deep end, and we're taking Braun Strowman with us. Well, we will have life preservers standing by. Good luck. <laughs> Both men in the ring at the same time against Braun Strowman, and they go to work on the big guy and just swats him away like flies. Guaranteed. He's the, the only offense I got. Thinking about signing Braun Strowman. He'd be, a guy that size, oh. he'd be their entire offensive line, very John Matusek like. As a by the way, how bad was that uh, takedown by Braun? Steven Dude, everything was cool until right, right here. There's a splash oh. for you. He smashed the shit out of his ass. The way he tossed it, you're bloody. Fuck. Golden State Warriors think of this. I, I tried to like make faces while the, the, you know, right the end of the camera. Oh, and and his face. Dude, he hit me so hard. Can you believe that? But hey, if you notice right here, I don't actually get pinned. I actually pin my partner. Because he reverse choke slams me. I don't get pinned. I actually pinned my partner. What happened here? Lord, and here's a slam dunk. He splashed. Oh, you're right. You didn't pin your partner. I'm going. So I hook his leg too. <laughs> and then I unhook his leg. So technically, I'm one and zero on Raw. Mark it there down. you go. There you go. That's, That's a good record. That's a good way to you look at it. One and zero, baby. One and zero. Hey, we don't need to hear what he says, dude. Yeah, fuck, fuck, Braun. Fuck, no, fuck, fuck him, man. Fuck him. Mean, we don't need to hear him gloat. We got a wrong yeah, no, McDonald on the mic. That's right. Give us your let's. You, so let's say you're one and zero, right? So give us your victory speech. I'm one and zero. I'm give one, us hey, your okay. WWE victory speech if this was you on mic at, at Raw. First of all, I if WWE I, like WWE is a dream for a lot of guys and. Right. It's something that I was so glad to take a part of, and I'm glad that I checked it For off sure. my list. For but sure. you know, to see what guys have to go through, um, and like I've just been able to find my own niche. So like you know, going through that right. sucks. But hey, you want a victory speech? Yeah, Braun Strowman. Listen, motherfucker, you got the championship right now. Dirty right. Ron is ready to come for my rematch at any time. You didn't beat <laughs> me. You helped me win. I'm one and zero. I appreciate you, big guy. Well, let me come back and show you what the fucks up. You nine foot tall. 5,000 pound fucking Amazon Mastodon fucking Braun Strowman looking big ass motherfucker weightlifting champion strongman competition ass motherfucking Braun Strowman with your big ass neck beard you fucking IPA drinking Braun Strowman listen here bitch ass Dirty Ron's coming for you I'm kicking you in the nuts I'm throwing cocaine in your face I'm taking that championship back to the play place and you handling my McNuggets I'm I'm rubbing my McNuggets all over the face D-R-M D-R-M D-R-M. D-R-M. My fucking, fucking Braun Strowman. 
I'm pretty sure we will never hear a promo like that on WWE, but that was fucking great. Um, Now now that you've done that, I mean, are you interested in trying out for any of these other independents? Uh, I noticed that uh, going through all your past flyers, I mean, you've been working with a lot of people that are moving on to, like, Impact, uh, AEW. Uh, Lucha Underground. No, my, you know, like we have, we have a great stronghold on running our live events. You know, we know who our audience is. Um, I do comedy shows too. I have a monthly comedy show at a real good, my, nice music venue here in town uh, in San Diego. I have a weekly comedy show at the comedy club on the weekends downtown San Diego. So, you know, like I, my, with wrestling, I'm doing absolutely everything that I could possibly want. You know, what I found more, um, fulfilling these days is producing wrestling and making new characters and pushing guys to do things that they didn't know they could do. Um, like I said, from the get go, I'm all into characters. So, you know, like, like that's what I think wrestling is kind of missing a little bit is people that are genuine, that can connect with the audience and that are entertaining characters. And you want to see whatever they're going to do, whether it's wrestle, whether it's do comedy, whether it's being a movie, you know, whatever the fuck. You just want to see characters, and that's what I get the most enjoyment out of these days. That's right. So where can we get all the latest info as far as the movie and the project? I know, obviously, with all the craziness that's going around us right now, it's going to be postponed, but any possible future dates you think yet? So, um, you know, um, uh, we we have a plan in place to market this thing. You know, like our plan was to shoot in May mm-hmm. and be ready to put it out in September. Um, I'm not totally sure where that timetable sits right now because, um, we were just about to do our walkthrough on the locations before all this shit happened. You know, we need a good month and a half after we do that to get to it like a shoot date. So, you know, we're, we're hoping for July end of July to shoot this thing and then, you know, have it out here in, in the fall. But, um, you know, we got a good marketing plan in place to like kind of make it very special and unique. Um, where, you know, like nowadays people put everything out for free on YouTube or, you know, like they, they'll just try to, you know, I see independent wrestling promotions just try to sign up for these, uh, streaming services and stuff. But what we have an idea is to try to make this special because, you know, wrestling, uh, is something that I've loved my entire life. Wrestling is a very special, uh, niche group. And I want to, I think that what's missing in the wrestling world is somebody that's producing movies for us you know wwe does their fucking family friendly shit you know whatever but like there's there's a big section of um wrestlers you know from the yesteryear that have have value to you know people will still want to see what what so-and-so is doing or they might want to see what joey ryan's doing outside of the ring or you know what some of the guys from ecw still are up to you know like you know look at the dark side of the ring that's been getting a lot of popularity out yeah, there it's bringing a lot of guys amazing. back to light you know so good it's great. I love that shit, you know, uh, but wrestling is now it's like, like wrestling is more acceptable in the mainstream. And like wrestling isn't something that you got to be ashamed or embarrassed to be a fan of. And, you know, it's the coolest form of entertainment. I mean, it's live action, comedy, drama, improv, all during a stunt show where there's an audience 360 degrees around and we're doing it in one take in our fancy underwear. So, like, there's no other form of entertainment that you can see what we're what we're doing live. You know, not a music show, not a comedy show, not even a fucking play, you know, like, you know, and, and the, the skills that wrestlers have, you know, like I, when I go on auditions, I, I see it all the time. You know, these actors that need to do multiple takes or, you know, like they do it in the one camera angle, you know, whatever. Like, I don't know, man, Like wrestlers have a lot to show the world and I'm hoping to help showcase that. Oh, yeah. It's all improv. You're working off of the energy in the room, the people. I mean, you it is. make that shit happen. Yeah, well Especially said. with comedy. I mean, same shit. I mean, you got to... Where else do you see the live energy that you see at a wrestling show? Like, tell me tell me anywhere. Like, not even church. Not even at a music rock concert. You know, is it that interaction where you're encouraged to be a part of the show? At church, you got to sit down and shut the fuck up. Music, comedy, sit down and shut the fuck up. You know, wrestling, you're, the audience is part of the show. You know, like, all where else can you yeah, see a live... Interactive entertainment adventure, like you do with yeah, for us, and nowhere, never suck my dick. It's not true, you know. She uh. was, she was great. I went on that Chris Jericho wrestling cruise, Rock and Rager, and there was a, when we parked at the Bahamas, we were taking off, and there was another boat that was pulling away at the same time. It was a Disney cruise line. It was bigger than our boat, and everyone in the crowd 
fuck that boat. Fuck that. Super loud. All the kids are outside and did not give a fuck. And they're watching wrestling from their fucking boat. And they're watching, you know, the whole shit happen on ours. So, yeah, that was fucking awesome. But, yeah, dude, I mean, the crowd dictates the whole fucking night. And either you get over, you don't. And here's the beautiful thing about wrestling now is that people are like, oh, well, if you like this brand, you can't like that brand or whatever. Wrestling is music now. You know, wrestling isn't you like one or you like all. It's like you can like hip hop and not like country. You can like classical and not like fucking, you know, you know, uh, pop music. You know, like, like there's all different types of wrestling. You know, like PWG and AEW are one type of wrestling. WWE is a different type. NXT is a different type. You know, like like. There's all uh, GCW Game Changer Wrestling. There's they're different. They they cater to a, a metal audience. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the beauty of wrestling these days is that anybody can like wrestling and they can find what they like about they wrestling and watch that it, type yeah. of shit. I fell in love with all the production side after producing shows, not wrestling shows, but all these other independent uh, club shows and live music bands. I fell in love with it, and I love it. It's not too far from kind of what we do as far as club promoting, but obviously just with more talent and obviously putting on a sketch, you know, show. The egos, that's the biggest thing is dealing with egos because here's the thing is that, like, even, like, live fighting, you know, or any type of other type of sports, you can be like, yo, uh, you guys disagree on who's the best? We'll go go figure it out and they're legit. But now you gotta like tell people who's winning and shit. And sometimes you know, I mean, sometimes you, people get egos. Do you work with people that don't want to work with you and tell you fuck? Hell you? no. That's the beauty of what I do is that like I have the ability to only work with people that I want to work with. I don't okay. have to work with anybody. I don't run a school. I don't have to work with so and so. You know, like. And I get to choose who I get to work with. So, like, the people that work with Fist and work with me in comedy, or work with me at all, like, those are always people that I choose to work with. And, right. you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I, I feel like now, more than ever, I'm a pretty easy person to work with. Whereas, you know, like, 15 years ago, I was a terror. But <laughs> Dirty Ron. We all live and learn, man, you know. Fuck, I'm 36 years old, you know. I, I've learned a couple lessons in my life. Dirty Ron, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your quarantine life. I'm pretty sure you're not doing shit, but thank you so much. I'm oh, just no, joking. I'm just joking. I did joking. Yeah, it gave you something to do. Yeah, man. We're, I'm super excited to see the, the project that's coming out. You enjoy Ryan. I, I hope that you guys start filming sooner than later and you see it yeah, fucking dude. soon. And hey, maybe- it's, it's 420 Eve right now, so make sure you guys put oh, out shit. your bong and your joints for Willie Nelson because he's, he's going to cover Cheech and Chong, whoever comes to your house on 420. Whoever comes down the chimney to smoke a blunt with you. Yeah, that's right. Comes on the, the, down the bong pipe. Make sure everyone follows Ron on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook to get all your dirty Ron news. Thank you, Ron, so much for hanging out with the pig. Sorry for all the hiccups in the early on. I'm excited. Yeah, whatever, to... dude. It's all good. I ate some ecstasy like two hours ago. So <laughs> Shit's so fucking he's, kicking he's in. Having, he's he's, he he's got his own he's party at. over there in San Diego. Yeah, I'm great, bro. I'm and great. if you guys want to check out Dirty Ron here in the L.A. area, you do come out for bumps and brews, right? <laughs> yeah, that's like the only place I work in L.A. Um, and, I, you know. I would love to work other places, but like, Fun dude, like my, you know, my schedule. Fucking, I'm doing comedy like almost every night of the week down here in San Diego, and you know, I run a weekly wrestling show on on fucking Friday, so I'm pretty booked. When's uh, what days do they normally do bumps and bruises on, or bumps and bruises? I'm sorry, man. Like, I don't even know when the next show is. Their last show is, you know, like last June, and um, you know, Mikey and Marty over there. I know that they're they're da- they're down to try to do some stuff, and you know they're gonna get something popping this year. But you know, I, I don't know with all this shit. But uh, you know, LA, LA's got a lot of good wrestling. You know, there's a lot of. Here's the beautiful thing: the West Coast is like an undiscovered gem in the world of independent professional wrestling. There's a lot of great wrestling. You can go see all different types of shows. You know. You can go see whatever type of wrestling you like, Lucha Libre, family friendly, like we do bar shows, um, you know, for 21 and up. And that's that's the beauty of wrestling. You know, like I I love it. It's been my whole life and uh, it's never going to stop. Right on. Cool, brother. 
Well, we're excited to see what the future holds for you, sir, uh, and for all your future projects. It sounds really good. Maybe the next time you come out this way, maybe you can stop by the studio, say what's up, sit in for a little bit. I'd love to. You and can give Mario to. a chop to the chest. You're not going to take – no, we have to right. give him Pete, though you can Dog, give a chop. You're going to take a chop from Dirty Ryan. You're That's not right. going to be able to breathe for a second, you know. That's right. Like I love, I love throwing chops because in wrestling, you know, like I let the guy chop me first, and then I go second. I'm like, if you want to go again, go ahead. But usually they don't. Yeah, Mario's both. chops. Mario's chops actually tickle. So that's, that's how aggressive he is. We actually Fuck had yeah. uh, we have uh, we had True Grit on uh, last year, and they gave our All those guys. They gave uh, some hard chops to our our co-host, and so did Ultimo Shamu. So. He's a Michelada Rumble champion at the moment. So hopefully when we get got, get back going, we start seeing Lucha Libre out there. Hell yeah, dude. Good shit. All right. Thank you, Ron. Once again, go uh, support Ron. Go to a Pro Wrestling Tees. Pick up his fucking shirt from there. Uh, and then hit him up if you guys want to purchase the mask when they become available again. Any due date for that by chance when people can pick that up from you? Yeah, you know, whatever. I'll be there. <laughs> there you go Fuck it. you know whatever man you know i can't wait to get back out there and doing live shows you know uh thank you guys for having me on this sure. thing well, you know uh, keeping everybody positive and during sure. all this shit is you know what everybody needs you know uh just pay attention to the rules out there follow the rules whatever's going on in your municipality don't get too eager to get back out there you know like let's just wait and see what the fuck's going on out here that's this right is a crazy time it's unprecedented so you know don't do anything nuts just follow the rules, you know? And you know what? If you're scared to go outside, don't go outside. But if you, if your rules say you can go outside and you want to go outside, go for it. But, you know, so, but chill out. That's Thank right. Everybody. Listen to Ron. Out. Do nothing crazy. Listen, Listen to, Ron, to Dirty Ron. Listen to Dirty Ron and he'll come to your house and chop you if you don't. Chop him I'm hard. I'm going to chop motherfuckers down. Uh, and once again, check out, uh, is it Fist Combat for uh, new dates and when you guys start uh, doing shows again? Fist Combat TV. Fist Combat TV. Yeah, we got all all our matches and shit on YouTube. All that at Fist Combat TV. Check it out. And is that the same name for the for the promotion that you do? Everything Fist Combat. F I S T C O M B A T. Like finest independent stars today. Fist Combat. Damn. Get fisted. Thank Get you, Ron, fisted, so much. On that uh, note, pigs out. Make sure to go to pigsradio.com for all your pigs news and for all the latest pigsy videos. Like that shit. All right, let's go. Yeah. Go. Hello. Hello. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yo, DJ, stop the music. Countdown. Countdown. Five, four, three, two. Initiating shutdown sequence. Five, four, three, two, one. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you, I'm out. This show may cause birth defects and or cancer. Void where prohibited in the Southern Red States. Official sponsor of the Special Olympics, not really 2% financing available for nothing. See your official Toyota dealer for recall as penalty for not buying American. This show may cause massive amounts of marijuana consumption. This show has been a joint venture of cockballs and ass. Free salad tossing available. Pun request visit robertreese.com. Sexual relations among cousins is not incest. Thank you. We'll conclude this evening's entertainment.